Thanks for joining us for Life Community Church. Well, uh, good morning, everyone. Um, <clears throat> if we haven't met yet, my name is Liz, and I am one of the lead pastors here at Life. Um, so, yes, like Dan said, we are in our final sermon in this series on the Lord's Prayer. And, you know, we've been looking at the Lord's Prayer line by line, um, trying to, to squeeze out its meaning because the disciples, they overheard Jesus praying and they, um, they were inspired by the depth of Jesus's intimacy with the Father. And they wanted to be able to pray like him. So they said, Father, or they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray like that, the way that you pray to your Father. And so he gives us this guide, this model, the Lord's Prayer, for us to use even to this day. And um, the Lord's Prayer has six petitions in it, and we are at the final uh, petition. And which I think is an, an amazing for a short prayer to have that many petitions in it. Um, you know, it has these, this opening line of our Father in heaven, where we, we imagine this loving Father who is present to us, and we, we can picture him um, welcoming us in, and we, we, it, that's how we talk to him right? And then the rest of the prayer is these petitions, these asks, what we ask our Father for. Um, and we're able to ask him these things because we trust his character, and we know that he is good. And we as children can come confidently before God. And that's a really important aspect of this, of this prayer. We're not like, we're not begging this, uh, this God, this entity, to just do something for us, right? We are confidently going before a father, knowing that he's going to answer and provide for us. Um, you know, if you, have a, if you have a relationship with your child, they trust you, they know you, they're going to ask you for all kinds of stuff. And that's the kind of relationship we have with God. It proves that we are his valuable children, that we are allowed to ask all these things, of him, and he, he sets up the relationship with us like that. He wants us to ask and seek from him, and it delights him to answer and to provide. We know that he's always working for our good, and so we see that in this prayer. And it's really, this prayer is like a framework that can grow with us for our whole lives. It doesn't have to just be some boring, liturgical thing that we repeat, um, I've, I have found it during this series, you know, it's been beneficial for me to, to be focused on this prayer. I have found myself in idle times where I'm, you know, sitting in a doctor's office or waiting for something, and instead of pulling out my phone and, you know, filling that space like I often do, I have found myself repeating the Lord's Prayer because that's been a challenge that we have put on us. Like, can we pray this daily, right? And so I've memorized it, um, and so I will recall it in my mind, and I will use each line as kind of a, a jumping-off point, right? I'll, I'll say the first line in my mind, um, 
our Father in heaven. And then I'll, I'll use that to expound on the prayer that I am praying, you know. And I will thank God for being a loving, present Father, for welcoming me into his presence, for being with me right there, wherever I'm at. Um, and then I might go on to the next phrase, may your name be kept holy, or hallowed be your name. And I'll think about that phrase, and I'll pray like, God, may, may your name be holy in my heart. May, may I keep your name holy in my heart. May I keep it holy in my house, in my family, the way I represent you, the way I talk about you, the way I interact with my children. God, may your name be lifted high in our church and in our community. And, you know, I just kind of use each phrase to springboard. Um, and then you get on to God's kingdom and God's will and forgiveness. And I think about, yeah, there are times where I go a long time without confessing my own sin or forgiving other people. But this was a daily framework. And so that's been really grounding for me to kind of use it as that orientation in my own prayer. Because sometimes, maybe a lot of times, my mind can be like an untamed toddler just like running around being crazy. And, you know, it really helps to kind of have a framework to ground your thoughts when you're talking to God. And, and the order that it goes in, it flows very naturally for how we live life with uh, God the Father. So this prayer can touch every aspect of your life if you let it. So we're going to say it together out loud as we start this morning. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I think I messed up one word in there. You know, depending on how you've grown up <laughs> memorizing it, the translations can kind of mess with, with <laughs> your recall there. Um, but we are in this last uh, half of the six petitions. So last week... Dan talked about, and lead us not into temptation, and then, but deliver us from evil. So those kind of go hand in hand, but we are going to be talking about just the last line. Um, and so Jesus is teaching us that we can ask to be delivered from evil. And in other translations, it will say the evil one, okay? And the Greek word for evil can mean both, okay? It can mean evil or the evil one. And when evil is personified, it's talking about Satan. And so the NLT version specifically says, rescue us from the evil one. And so the good news this morning is that through faith in Jesus, we can be rescued from evil and the power of evil. And we know that evil exists in many forms today, right? I mean, we can see the brokenness <clears throat> in our world all around us. Um, it can take many forms, evil can. It can be within our own hearts. It can be in the hearts of other people. It can be in a, in a 
community, in circumstances, in families. It can be in government. It can be in institutions. It can be in nature, right? Evil is really anything that's opposed to the good nature of God and his purposes. And <clears throat> so we, the Bible talks about us living in the present evil age. And, and God has an enemy in this present evil age, and that is Satan. He is our great enemy as well. He was the first one to rebel against God, and his only purpose is to frustrate the good plans of God. He distorts the good plans of God, and he uses them for evil. Now, I would say it's kind of an uncomfortable topic to talk about. Evil and Satan and demons, it almost seems mystical because we aren't always comfortable with the reality of spiritual beings in the West. You know, Jesus and his readers and who he gave this prayer to, they were used to that kind of interaction. Um, they awareness of the spiritual realm and spiritual beings. But for us, it's a little uncomfortable at times to acknowledge their existence. Or, you know, depending on your faith tradition, there's kind of a pendulum. You can think that, you know, Satan is behind every, everything and we are always casting out demons and we're always having to pay attention to them. And it, they can kind of get too much emphasis. Or you can grow up not ever really acknowledging them or really talking about them. You know, we just kind of pray that the bad things would go away, um, but we don't actually acknowledge their existence and their influence in the world. And so I'm trying to walk down a middle road, a balanced road this morning as we talk about evil and the evil one. Now, 1 Peter 5 8 and 9 say this, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. So Peter, he says, you know, stay alert. Be watchful of this enemy, this great enemy. And in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where we used to live the last six years of our life before uh, we moved to Illinois in August, um, we lived in, we had a dead end right out of our driveway. And there was just a neighbor across the dead end, and that's all. Then there was like forest everywhere. Um, and so it was just like this perfect little dead end street that was just shared between us and our neighbors. And, you know, no one drove down there. It was just for our driveways. And so that's like a perfect place for kids, right? They can ride their bikes. They can run around. We had a rope swing. Um, Dan would play hockey with the girls. I mean, you could just like let them loose out to play whenever you wanted. I could always see them from the kitchen window or whatever. Um, but they knew like they were allowed to play outside and bring all their toys <laughs> and outside stuff out there whenever they wanted. Now, occasionally, there would be a car, um, often like a delivery-type truck. You know, those Amazon people, man, they zip around town, and they would sometimes back in real quick to the dead end and zip back the other way or whatever. 
And they are kind of unaware of my kids uh, playing there. And so I had to train my girls, like, stay alert, like, be aware of the traffic sounds. This isn't a normal street, so you can play out here whenever. But know that occasionally there might be somebody trying to zip on in here. And when that happens, when you hear traffic like that, you have to run up the driveway and get out of the way, you know. So they had freedom to be out there all the time, but they had to stay alert and be aware of that, that threat. And, and Peter is, is writing to the church. He's writing to Christians, and he says, be aware of the enemy. Be aware of the great enemy. Be watchful for his attacks and his strategies. Now, don't fear him but be watchful. And he likens the enemy to that of a, a roaring lion. Um, because think about a lion. He's not looking for like a friend or a companion in the jungle. He's not looking to have another buddy. When he sees another animal, he is at the top of the food chain. So when he sees another animal, it is to devour that other animal. He doesn't have prey, but he is the prey for everybody else. And Satan is the same way. He is not kind. He is not looking for a friend. He is not looking to bless you or support you or anything like that. He is looking to destroy us. That's his purpose in the world. Um, John 10.10 says this. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy and I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So be aware. Stay alert. Satan is a destructive threat. His objective is to destroy, human, to destroy life in every human heart. He, his objective is the opposite of what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to give us life, to give us full, thriving life, abundant life life, full of grace and truth. And, and the enemy wants us to stay stuck. He wants us to fear him and think that our suffering is too much, our temptation is too much, um, the brokenness is too much, and that we would just continue with him down this evil pathway. Now, going back to First Peter, First. Peter tells us to stand firm against him. Be strong in our faith. That's how we can overcome him. Because his, his tactic is to intimidate us, right? To make us be afraid that, that really he is too much, that he is going to devour us, and all that is going to come true. But we can resist him through our faith in Jesus. We can stand firm against him. And that's what this prayer is inviting us to. It's saying, ask God to deliver you from all evil. He can rescue you from the power of evil in your heart, in other people's hearts, and in the world, and whatever Satan's evil plans are. And, you know, this phrase, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I like this prayer because everything has a purpose in this prayer, right? We're to confess our sins 
and be forgiven and forgive others so we can wipe that slate clean. And when we wipe that slate clean, we are free with our Father. We have this open relationship with our Father. And so when temptation comes our way, we can ask to be delivered from temptation and we can run to our Father and we can be protected from him, from anything that comes against us so that whatever desires in us do not lead to this motivation to sin and, and turn towards darkness and evil. Um, so it all goes together. And the good news is that Jesus uh, gives us the power to be delivered from evil. But so is Satan behind every temptation and evil? No. Um, you know, the message version of the, the Lord's Prayer in this title, or this phrase, says, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. And I like that because it acknowledges that evil can be in our own hearts. It can be in other people's hearts. But yes, it can be in, in the attacks of the enemy and his spiritual beings. So not all sin and evil is directly from Satan and demons, but some is. And so we're asking God to rescue us from the evil that pervades our own hearts, um, but also that which is perpetuated by Satan himself. And I think that with, within our five senses that we're given as humans, it's sometimes hard to detect, is this from a demonic Influence, this evil that I'm facing or this sin that I'm facing, or is it just within our own desires? Sometimes that can be challenging to, to completely detect. And, but there, there's some sense that you could say, okay, um, demonic influence can be traced to, to all sin and, and evil in some ways because they are not present in all places at all times. Only God has that power. But their influence can linger, right? We can see the darkness all around, and their influence can linger. Um, you know, the enemy planted in, in Adam and Eve's mind uh, the thought to turn away from God. He, but it was still their choice to do that. And so this prayer is inviting us to pray and ask God to de be delivered from both. And here's the thing. Jesus... Dying on the cross is the ultimate basis for our authority over evil. It is. And scripture tells us this. In Hebrews 2.14, it says, Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. And for only as a human being could, die, could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. So because of Christ's death on the cross, our sins are completely forgiven, and Satan has no rightful authority over us. His power is greatly diminished because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. And then we have been given the power to resist those spiritual attacks. Now, you know, we know from Scripture... Um, and I'm not going to reference all those things this morning, but we know that one time Satan was an angel, and his purpose was to worship God and carry out the good plans of God. 
And he had delegated authority like all the angels do, but he wasn't satisfied with that delegated authority. He wanted ultimate authority. He wanted to be God. And so he turned away from God. He rebelled against God. He sinned, and in his sin, he took spiritual beings with him. And now they continually work out evil plans in this world. So what can we do about combating evil in this world? Well, we can look to Jesus. We can look to the cross of Christ, his shed blood, and what he's already accomplished for us. Colossians 2, 13 through 15 says this, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. And then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. And he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. And in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities, and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He claimed a victory on the cross that diminishes the power of of the dark spiritual beings in this world. That is true. Their power has been diminished. They no longer have the power to accuse you, to shame you, to make you feel guilty, um, to say that you aren't God's child, to uh, do anything that tells you your identity is not a true child of God. You have complete access to the love of the Father. You are safe and secure in his presence. You can be guarded in his truth. And and when we internalize that daily, especially through this model of the Lord's Prayer, we can be free from and delivered from any evil influence. 1 John 4, 4 is is one of my favorite verses that describes this. It says, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The spirit of God is greater in you than, than the spirit who lives in the world. That's true. And the enemy just wants to intimidate you. All the fear is just a smoke screen because his power is, is diminished. He can't do anything, yet he wants to intimidate you that he can. But the spirit of God that lives in you is greater than he who lives in the world. And there was this one time I worked at a camp in Southern California called the Oaks, and they brought inner city children Uh, up to camp to experience nature and adventure and fun and encounter God. And it was a a wonderful place. Um, And I was in charge of a staff team of of college students. And I lived in a dorm with a few other college students. And just some, some spiritual attacks started happening to us in that room. And, um, I won't go into complete detail, but I, we started to get fearful. And I wasn't trained uh, in my uh, church experience how to deal with that. You know, I knew they existed, but I wasn't exactly equipped to, like, what do I do? You know, I was intimidated. The fear took me down, right? 
And um, so once it started to kind of get a little bizarre, we decided to get some out of the so we got a full-time staff person, and we said, okay, this is this kind of stuff that's been going on. And they're like, yeah, we just need to pray against this, you know? So they prayed over our room. They prayed over us. And the full-time staff person specifically gave me this verse. And it, it stuck with me because whenever I felt that fear come up, I was like, no, the spirit who lives in me is greater than he who lives in the world. And I just held on to that, and I, and I stood in that truth and that power. Um, and after they prayed for us and they prayed over our room, that was it. The, the attack was over, and it was just as simple as that. You know, he is a defeated enemy because of the blood that he shed on the cross. And he might want to just keep us afraid and rendered powerless that way, but we don't, we can't, we don't have to stand for that. We can stand strong in our faith in God. Um, so what I love about the, the Lord's Prayer is that, you know, he tells us to be delivered from evil, but it's the very last line. This prayer starts with a huge view of who God is. And it only at the very end says, be delivered from evil. For, so we're not giving uh, the enemy any more attention than he deserves. We're aware of him. We stay alert that there are strategies to come against us. But we are focused on our huge, powerful God, um, that he is in heaven. He is establishing his kingdom, his will. He is forgiving us. He is allowing us to forgive others, and we are freed from temptation and delivered from evil. And so we know God's in charge. He's a great big God. He's protecting us. Um, he's delivering us. And this, this prayer is a posture of, of surrender and receiving and asking all the good things that are ours in him. And we do need this prayer. We need it because we live between the times. We live between Jesus coming first on the cross and dying and then when he's going to come again. And during this time, we are going to face all kinds of struggle. And so we need this prayer to orient us on this daily provision that we have um, with God. And also, we can, we can be reminded of Ephesians 6, uh, 13 through 7. I don't have it up there, but we're told to stand strong in the armor of God. And we're told to stand with the belt of truth. We're told to stand, stand victoriously with the belt of truth around us. And this is similar to like, you know, when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted, he, um, he, he spoke out loud truth to defeat the enemy. Okay, he went to the word of God and quoted it. And so we can use truth. We can use scripture. We can also wear the protection of, of right living that we've received, the righteousness of God. We can take our shield of faith, which says we can take down any uh, arrows from the enemy. We wear our helmet of salvation, that which we have received. And... Uh, we can, um, it says, to have our feet fitted with the gospel of peace. And we can have the sword of the Spirit. We have all those things in our possession. It's our inheritance. 
use it in this world. There's no accusation that can come against you in Jesus. If you are hearing lie upon lie upon lie in your head, take it down. That is not the voice of Jesus. That is not the voice of God. Use the Spirit to fight against the enemy and his schemes because he who is greater in you is greater, wait, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That is the truth. Um, So some practical tips, I would say. One, if you haven't memorized the Lord's Prayer or you want to try it in a new version, (laughs) uh, switch it up a bit in your life. Find one that you really enjoy and use that kind of as that framework that can grow with you in your prayer life. Um, Use it however you you feel like you can encounter the Lord with it. Um, Two, I would say like, in addition to praying this prayer, you know, this line from the Lord's Prayer that says, deliver us from evil or the evil one, you can also speak directly to the spiritual influence that you feel like you might be encountering. Um, and sometimes it's hard to know because the, spiritual, the demonic influence might just be one aspect of that situation you're facing. But if you've never prayed specifically to you know, have that spirit leave, this can be a powerful thing. So um, maybe you're feeling an overwhelming feeling of just an irrational uh, depression or anger, bitterness or fear, whatever it is. You can simply say, spirit of fear, in Jesus' name, I command you to go. You have no place here. You need to leave. It's simple. And, and we have that authority. Jesus gave us that authority to speak directly to uh, dark influence like that and tell it to leave. Um, so that might be something that you might need to just use occasionally in your prayer life or as you're praying with other people. Um, and third, you might want to find a scripture to quote that speaks truth directly to your situation. If you feel like you are entering Um, a situation or anything that is feels dark or just feels like it's dragging you down find a scripture that speaks directly to it and just use it you know Jesus quoted scripture out loud and he spoke it to stand strong and firm in his own spirit you know Jesus walked around as a human on this earth the only way he did it was empowered by the spirit and that's that's our pattern as well. Um, So let us use that as an example to be delivered from evil in this way that God uh, promises that he will deliver us and that um, we can stand strong in the victory that he paid on the cross. So let me pray as we move into our time of worship. Um, Lord, we are just so thankful that You have given us this pattern of prayer that we can come before you at any and all times. Um, Lord, thank you for uh, just blessing us in all the ways that you have blessed this church and us as individuals in you. I pray that we can stand strong in our identity in you. We can stand strong in our faith in you. That we can claim truth and we can proclaim it to ourselves and to other people. Because we know that we need to be delivered from evil, that there is so much brokenness 
in this world that you have already claimed the victory on, but it's still something that we have to walk through as we encounter sin and evilness. And God, I pray that you would just, you would just equip us with the strength and power from your spirit to stand in victory of what you did on the cross and as you were resurrected. God, we love you so much and we just want to worship you and, and encounter your presence this morning. So Jesus, thank you. We love you in your name. Amen. At Life Community Church, we want you to experience the powerful, life-changing love of God. To learn more, go to lifemohammed.org. lifemohammed.org.